everybody, this is the Dr. William Clark Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. William Clark. Glad to be with you back in the saddle and excited to be uh, podcasting with you again. I wanted to uh, talk about a topic that tends to come up a lot, and that is how to best the competition on the next grant. This is a topic that people love to talk about uh, because I think, you know, particularly if you're starting out or if you're trying to get over the hump and change the trajectory of your work, you're trying to figure out how do I position uh, our work to to get above the fray and to uh, stand out from everyone else who seems to be uh, succeeding over me and, and achieving things that I'm trying to achieve and who's trying to... Uh, and you're trying to rather uh, just figure out how do I position myself uh, to win, to get that next grant or to get that first grant. And perhaps you're a mature organization and you've reached this plateau of your revenue generation and you're trying to figure out how to beat the competition. Well, I'm here to uh, help you walk through that concept and idea today. Uh, this is a topic that uh, does get a lot of attention, but I think that we might have a solution for you. And so let's just talk about it a little bit. So how to best the competition? I got about five ideas here I want to walk through with you. Uh, here's the first thing that I, I always tell folks and I always advise folks, and that is you got to have a grant writing strategy. Now, this seems to get overlooked by so many people, but here's the reality. You do need to have a strategy for writing the actual grant and fundraising in and of itself. It's not enough to identify a grant and it's not enough to uh, look at uh, a grant database and say, hey, let's go after all of these grants and make our case. Uh, that is probably a, a bad idea. <laughs> it's a real bad idea because I think, you know, you start to look at these grants and you start to look at, okay, what are we doing to, to get on the radar? And what are we doing uh, to find out about grants in the first place? And that puts you in an awkward position. Because you're now trying to chase grants that you think are in your best interest when they are not in your best interest. And so that creates a struggle for you. It creates a struggle for your organization. And at the end of the day, you shouldn't be chasing grants. You shouldn't be chasing after lists. You should be focused on your internal organizational strategy, your mission, your vision, your goals, uh, everything that matters to you, your value statements, your how you view the world and what you believe is good and fair business practices and what you believe to be fair uh, services to provide to uh, a customer. And once you get to that point, you then have to start to write grants that appeal to that, that connect to that concept. And this is where a grant writing strategy comes into play, right? It's not enough, again, like I said, to put pen to paper and think that's going to suffice what needs to be done to get a grant. Rather, the grant writing strategy is all about how are you going to write the grant? Again, the, the key word in all this is how. How are you going to write the grant? How are you going to put pen to paper? How are you going to transfer information from your brain to other people? And it requires a grant writing strategy. It's not simply looking at all the questions and going down in order, one through 30, and saying, here's our answers. No, you need to be more strategic than that. Over the years, I have engaged in what I call a grant writing session. And grant writing sessions are very reminiscent to me of what it means to have a group of writers of a story or a movie who come together to write a collective singular product, right? Which is what we view as the public as a movie or a TV show. And you have multiple writers that come in who have various skill sets and focuses and con uh, concentrations and 
etc. And they themselves contribute what they contribute to the final product. And what we see as the viewing public is the final product. But when you look at all the credits, you see all these people that contributed to the work, including multiple writers. And in a writing session, just like uh, very much so in a, strat a strategy development session for an organization, a mission development session for an organization, same with the grant writing session, it is about multiple ideas coming together to create one. And, in, and the purpose is to figure out how do we pick the best idea for this section or question and or how do we combine a number of ideas for that question or section to generate the best idea and concept. That is the purpose of a grant writing session. If you're looking to best the competition, if you're looking to uh, beat out the next group of people for that next competitive grant that is on your radar – and that's on your uh, trajectory to accomplish, one of the first things I encourage you to do after you do your internal organizational stuff is to engage in multiple grant writing sessions. If you are writing a grant alone, even if you're the grant writer, the grant uh, developer or fundraising development person or whatever your title is, if, if that's your job and you're doing it by yourself, uh, that is a super bad idea. In previous uh, podcasts and classes I've taught, you know, I've, I've heard people say that I don't have the skill sets on staff, I don't have the, the team members to help contribute to this and this and this, and my feedback is, listen, if you have access to bodies, you got enough uh, people to help you write a grant, and if you have people around you who are doing programmatic stuff and you're not properly leveraging them, you're not using their skill sets, you're not leveraging their time or capacity to extract information in a succinct, strategic way, then you are putting yourself in position to, to lose grant opportunities, miss out on grant opportunities, miss deadlines, uh, to give up on grants, to not win grants, to you losing opportunities to write your best stuff. And the team writing process is not always just, hey, you write a section, you write a section, and we're going to do this together and combine it, and boom, there it is. No, that, that is a bad idea as well. We see a lot of that. If you guys have been to college, many of you who have been to college, uh, you, you've been involved in a, um, a group project, right, where we, we get assigned group projects, and we say, all right, Timmy, you do uh, section one, Mary, you do section two, I'll do section three, and Johnny, you do section four. And we do those separate things. We rarely check in, or if we try to check in, there's always one person in a group or two that just can't do it. And then by in the fourth quarter, at the 11th hour, everybody finally sends their stuff in. We combine it, paste it, insert it into one document, submit it for a grade. And when we see that, when we see that, that is an example of what people think is a grant writing strategy. It is not. That is not a grant writing strategy. That is a recipe for disaster. And if you are telling me, hey, we've gotten grants off that strategy for years, first of all, kudos to you. But if you're looking to elevate to the next level, build six-figure programs, multi-million dollar nonprofits, triple fundraising results, that is not a recipe for sustainability. You will eventually reach a plateau and that ceiling that is glass-like that you can't break through. Therefore, you must engage in a grant writing strategy. I'll give you one little tidbit here when it comes to grant writing strategies. If you have one question, you have everybody contribute to that one question. 
and you discuss it. <laughs> you discuss everybody's response, their feedback, their contributions. And then after you discuss it, you figure out, one, does anybody have the best idea out of the group? There should be egoless people at the table, people who are willing to say, yeah, that was a better idea than mine. Or two, I like three of the five ideas submitted. How about we try to combine those three into one? And then the people's who, ideas who weren't selected, see if you can add more to this. That's how you do a successful grant writing strategy. I hope that helps you, but we got a little bit more to go when, it, when we talk about how to best the competition in the next grant. Here's the second thing you need to consider when you're trying to best the competition in the next grant. You must, 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 must leverage your team and their skill sets. And I started to talk about this in the first bullet. But the leveraging of your team is all about looking at who you do have on your team. Now, we in the nonprofit world are notoriously famous for talking about the lack of skill and talent we have within our departments and then within our organizations. And I think there's an element of truth there, right? Um, but we also tend to feel like we are backed in a corner. And in our culture, the nonprofit culture, you see way too often where people begin to feel like, you know what, I'm the only one that's doing this. I'm the only one that's doing that. I'm the only one that's doing that. And everybody has a self-righteous thing about their approach. And they say, I'm the only one. I'm the one that is the most this. And what we do when we say that is we miss out on an opportunity to look at the broader availability of skills that exist within our organizations and we miss out on the opportunity to look at what people can contribute in order to help us move forward aggressively to achieve the goals that we have. Now, one of the things that I've noticed uh, over the years is that you typically see people who have people on the grant writing department, fundraiser department, who seemingly, in air quotes, uh, don't have the skills to make it happen. Whether it's a lack of writing skills, whether it's a lack of strategic thought, creative thought, etc., relationships lacking, all that good stuff. And you tend to see that come up as a recurring theme. And the unfortunate thing is, even though there may be some truth to that, where you have people on a grant writing team that has no writing skills, which is egregious in and of itself, and how that happens, you know, we all know in a nonprofit world, we know how that happens. But even when that does happen, there is still usefulness of every person on the team, even, even in the midst of their perceived lack. All right, so the usefulness of someone comes in the fact of what can they do to add value. Now, one of the things that must be implemented in your fundraising department, grant writing department, revenue generation department are systems. Systems that allow you as the most skilled person on the team, whether you're the director, you're the VP or CEO, whatever your title is over this department, the system must take advantage of what you do as a skilled individual and put you in position to systematize those things so that when other people step into key spots within the system, they're able to fulfill elements of the system without you and without making mistakes. So, for example, one of the things I encourage all of my clients and students to do 
is to create a standard grant application at the top of the year. Typically, you start to work on this in the last quarter of the previous year, and I'm talking about calendar year, or perhaps it's fiscal year, however you want to strategize this out, but I recommend calendar year. And once you have the standard grant application done, filled out with all the information about your, comp your company, your organizational goals, mission, uh, vision statements, uh, key leadership team members, program descriptions, uh, key indicators, how you measure success, et cetera, the finances for every project. Once you have that done at the top of the year and your grant application is done, you're done grant writing for the year. So let that just sit there for a moment. You can be done grant writing for the year if you simply create a standard grant application. When that is done and new grants come along the way, some that you're prepared for because you know the schedule and you're, on the, you're, on the, you're in the flow of that thing, and ones you're not prepared for, surprises, opportunities that are presented to you because of performance and things that you've been doing well, whatever the case may be, when you are presented with grant opportunities, the system of grant writing can be simplified if you just simply pulled out that grant application that was completed at the top of the year and populate information for a funder based upon what you've already created. Now, ideally, your standard grant application should be tied to your organizational strategy. So this should not be foreign information to you and people on the team. And it should be in alignment with your organizational approach. But other than that, you're utilizing what you've created at the top of the year to fill in ongoing grant applications. The only writing that has to happen that may be unique, may be tweaks to questions or answers that you provide to questions so that it's a little more nuanced. But the bulk of the writing, 90%, 95% of it should be done. Another way to look at this is to create a grant database or grant writing FAQ. Uh, frequently asked questions by funders. You can have these questions populated in an ongoing basis. This can be, and you can have this instead of a standard grant application, but they serve the same purpose. Frequently asked questions of funders are questions that funders always ask. And if you look at the trends of grant applications, most funders ask some of the same questions. There are moments where there are nuances. And you account for the nuances, but there are frequently asked questions. And if you have standard answers to those frequently asked questions, you are positioning yourself to be strategic and, and responsive in a fast yet efficient and yet accurate way to grant applications. And when you say, I don't have anybody on the team to help me write grants, well, poppycock. Because if you look at the first strategy I gave you, engaging a grant writing strategy, you've gotten all the brain power you've needed in the previous quarter. Number two, you leverage your team and their skills. Maybe you have somebody on the team that does not know how to write or isn't that good at that. But do they know how to turn on a computer? Do they know how to copy and paste? Can they put information inside a grant application that is already existing that corresponds with the question of a grant uh, application you're trying to fill out. If so, that person who you claim can't have value can, in fact, speed up the process by simply copying and pasting from the FAQ database of grant information or grant questions or the standard grant application into the current one and send it off for review knowing that the final review is yours. You who are watching, you who, who is responsible for grant writing, the CEO, the vice president or, or, or chief development officer, whatever your title is, director of development, 
when that happens, you can now look at the final product, make the final tweaks, write a little as 5% of the grant application, get it out, not only on time, forget that, get it out ahead of schedule, and you're done. Tweak the budget a little bit to reflect minor changes that have taken place, and you're done. These first two tips, grant writing strategy, leveraging your team, it requires, as I said, strategy, uh, systems, processes, but it requires you to plan and think forward. This is this is what I'm teaching in our podcast, in our Grant Writing 101 Masterclass. It's about strategy. It's about planning. And it's about you providing leadership in that way to your team so they can have the proper guidance to use a system that will produce consistent results. So let's take a pause here, and we'll be right back after this. Have you ever wondered how large nonprofits consistently generate millions of dollars? Have you ever wondered how to write the perfect grant or how to successfully manage a grant or even how to find money beyond grants? Hi, my name is Dr. William Clark. I'm the creator and instructor for Grant Writing 101 Masterclass. This masterclass is over 11 hours of training, and it comes with tools, tips, and tricks on how to generate significant money for your nonprofit. Some students have been fortunate enough to build six-figure programs, and others have been fortunate enough to triple their fundraising results. Whatever your goals are regarding your fundraising or your grant writing, the Grant Writing 101 Masterclass can help you achieve them. To register your seat, Simply go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com and you'll be taken immediately into our student access portal where you can access all of our trainings. You can take the trainings on demand at your pace at any time. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can even interact with other students and me all online from the comfort of your home or your office. If you want to secure your seat today, go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. Again, it's mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. I'm looking forward to learning with you and growing with you as you achieve the fundraising results you're looking for for your nonprofit. Hey, family, we're back. So glad you're still hanging in there with us. We're talking about how to best the competition on the next grant. Here's a third thing I'm going to share with you. Um, this seems so simple, <laughs> but it's, it is a thing. It, it is a thing. This third thing I want to share with you is plan for following directions. Now, if you've written grants before and you listen to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm saying. You know what I mean. Funders have directions for how they want to receive the grants that you are writing. And if you didn't know this, I want to share this with you. You are not the only person submitting a grant application to that particular funder. There are countless numbers of people that you just don't know who are submitting grant apps to the same funders you're chasing after. Therefore, funders trying to systematize the process of receiving the grants provide guidance and direction on what they want to happen, how they want it to happen, etc. And it is up to you to follow those directions so that you can be a part of how they are systematizing the review process. There are funders, major funders who have large teams reviewing information, etc. And so systemization is key to their process to their journey and so these directions are key what you'll notice in a grant application is a funder will say if you don't follow these directions we will disqualify you i've seen it happen unfortunately it's happened to me i've seen it happen to clients and partners and students and people that i've uh, been a part of uh, been a part of their journey 
and it's it's a thing. It, it is it is a thing about following directions. It is no different for when you write a uh, uh, plan for a bank. You're trying to get a loan. You're trying to get investors on board, and investors saying, "Great, I love the idea. Love what you're doing. I need you to do it this way." So that we can go through the review process and work with our team to make it happen and to make sure that we get the best ideas, uh, you know, look uh, breast minds looking at your, your, your plan. When you don't follow directions, you're dismissing the process. And because you're a nonprofit and because you're looking for support, financial support specifically from a funder, you are you, you have to follow the rules on how to get the money. You, you got to follow the rules on how to make this thing happen on how to to process what you are looking for. At the end of the day, it is a com- incumbent upon you to look at what the standards are to get the money. You're looking for uh, large money, six-figure money, large checks to fund programs. There's going to be more directions. The smaller the amount, typically you'll see uh, a lesser uh, list of directions to provide it. Uh, by the funder, but regardless of where you are on the, on the trajectory, you, you're looking for five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, ten, twenty thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, million dollars. There are always going to be directions. There are always going to be directions for how to submit the information. You want to be the one that follows the directions. If you don't, you will see a visceral reaction by the funder, letting you know. Thanks for your submission, but no thanks. Even before they started the review process. Because you have infinitely made their job harder. And as a result, they're not going to waste their time reading an application from an organization that doesn't even care enough to read the directions. Let me share this with you. Your lack, your inability to follow directions is indicative of your inability to be a good partner, even if they gave you the money. No matter how great your idea is, no matter how cool the concept is, what you're saying is if if, if I'm not going to follow the directions up front, then when we start to do business together and we want to learn more from you, we want to grow with you, we want to uh, invest time and resources in you, uh, you're, you're not going to honor that. That's what you're saying to the funder. And, and what they're saying in response is, cool, glad you want to do things your way. But that's not how we roll over here. And it's like any other business partnership, whether you have a private investor who is looking to invest in you, whether you have a bank looking to invest in you or you have your mama investing her cookie jar money in you. There are rules of engagement, not because in some cases people want to control you. I think there there are cases like that. But because people want to make sure they want to feel comfortable that their investment is, in fact, making a difference. Nonprofit, for profit, small business, big business. Is my money doing the intended thing? Is the nonprofit saving puppies? Is it capturing the hearts and minds of the community to help kids who need support? Is is my money doing the most good, the best good it could possibly do with this investment? That's the question people want answered. Now, they get at that from various ways, KPIs, performance check-ins, follow-ups, etc., but the reality is, if you prove to them before the money is even released that you don't care about what they're asking for, then it's letting them know, you know what? 
they're not going to be a good partner even if we give them their money. That's tough. That is tough, but it is it is a truth. And we're trying to get to the bottom of this topic of how to best the competition on the next grant. I can't tell you how many times um, not following directions has disqualified folks before the game even started. Can't tell you because it happens all the time. Inevitably, there's always someone. I mean, it's like your kid applying to high school, applying to college, applying to a camp or applying for this and that and not following directions. And you want your kid to get in anyway, but but there were like 100 other kids who followed the directions. So why were we making an exception for your kid just so he can get into the process even though he didn't follow the, the directions? That, that's tough. That, that's tough. So here's the fourth idea about how to best the competition. I hope, you know, this is helpful to you. This is clicking with you. The fourth idea is to simply follow up. Once you submit your application, once you submit uh, all the materials that I asked for, follow up. Build relationships. Follow up. Make sure things have been submitted. Make sure things have been received. Make sure everybody's on the same page. Make sure people are in agreement that you have met the standard um, checklist requirements of getting stuff in. There are times that um, funders are just overwhelmed with applications and other stuff, and your stuff can get lost. Follow up. If you're that person that says, well, I got to follow up with other adults, um, that is not the right mentality. Things happen. Things get lost. Things get mis uh, misplaced. Things get shuffled around inadvertently and you just got to follow up it's important for you to do that because it's going to make a difference in people understanding how much you care and it's not about the money it's about how much you care about the process let's take another quick break and we'll be back right after this have you ever wondered how large nonprofits consistently generate millions of dollars have you ever wondered how to write the perfect grant or how to successfully manage a grant or even how to find money beyond grants Hi, my name is Dr. William Clark. I'm the creator and instructor for Grant Writing 101 Masterclass. This masterclass is over 11 hours of training, and it comes with tools, tips, and tricks on how to generate significant money for your nonprofit. Some students have been fortunate enough to build six-figure programs, and others have been fortunate enough to triple their fundraising results. Whatever your goals are regarding your fundraising or your grant writing, the Grant Writing 101 Masterclass can help you achieve them. To register your seat, Simply go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com and you'll be taken immediately into our student access portal where you can access all of our trainings. You can take the trainings on demand at your pace at any time. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can even interact with other students and me all online from the comfort of your home or your office. If you want to secure your seat today, go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. Again, it's mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. I'm looking forward to learning with you and growing with you as you achieve the fundraising results you're looking for for your nonprofit. Welcome back. We've been talking about how to best the competition on the next grant. I've let loose a couple of strategies, concepts, ideas, um, tips and tricks that have helped me over the years. Uh, the first one is a grant. you got to have a grant writing strategy. Uh, number two, you got to leverage your team and their skill sets. Number three, you got to plan for the uh, for following directions. Number four, you got to follow up. Um, that didn't say much about that because simply just do it. And then here's the fifth thing. This is tied to all of this, but it was tied to number four, follow up. Number five is build relationships. 
Relationships are key. You want to build relationships with your funder. You want to build relationships with uh, the people on their staff. You want to build relationships with people who have something to contribute to the grant writing process on the back end. That is the people who approve the grant write, the grant application. Now, you, you want to be careful on how you do it, but you got to do it. You got to make sure you get on people's radar. You got to make sure you are in relationship with people. You got to make sure that you are, in fact, getting that face time with the funder to make sure they put a, a face to the to the name, put a face to the application, put a face to the organization, put a face to what's happening on the ground. Funders feel good. Investors feel good. Stakeholders feel good about their connection and relationship with you when they're able to put a face to a name and get to know you as a person, as a professional. They get to know your values. They get to know what is important to you. They get to know how you work and why you do what you do. It's important to them. It puts in a context why their investment in your organization, your organization matters so much. In some cases, some funders like to connect on a regular basis. Some just need one good connection. But it's pivotal. It's pivotal to build relationships. There's so much I want to say about building relationships. I think building a relationship is, is tied to every one of these steps that I've listed in this podcast. It's tied to every one of these steps that I've just listed. Building relationships is not just us getting to know each other and us figuring out if we like each other or not. That's part of it. But also, building a relationship is tied to your professionalism. It's tied to your ability to do the work. It's tied to your ability to show your competence. It's tied to your ability to be strategic. It's tied to your ability to perform. It's tied to your ability to deliver. It's tied to your ability to come through it and keep promises. And when you're unable to do it, figuring out how you can make up for that. It's tied to your ability. I keep using this word lately, but your professionalism in, an, in, a, in the nonprofit space. You know, professionalism is not just about how you talk to people, how you engage with people. You prove that you're a professional by the level of skill you display when you are doing your work. There's a, a scripture that um, I lean on quite often, and it says, um, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word, so that when you deliver it, you don't have to be ashamed and the delivery of it. And it's that particular statement is about one, how you live your life. Again, the professionalism. How do you live out what you believe is truth? Right? You believe that uh, grant writing is key. You believe that fundraising is key. You believe in the programs that you espouse. How do you live out that in your work? But then, two, the studying element. The, the, the element of intellectualizing your work, systematizing your work, allows you to not be ashamed 
about the way you go about doing the stuff you do. If you're insecure about the process you follow to get stuff done, if you're insecure about the steps you take to be productive and to be innovative and resourceful, if you're insecure about how you get stuff done, it is likely tied to the fact that you have not invested adequate amount of time in mastering this skill. Now, mastery is tied to your ability to study, your ability to invest time to learning information, new information, upskilling yourself and your ability. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're taking one of my courses, you're a, a client of mine, a student of mine, you know that I believe in a concept of ongoing mastery. It is all about the studying process. Th these podcasts, these classes that I'm teaching, it's about improving on what you already know how to do. How can you do it better? How can you affect change with the goal of raising more money? With the goal of raising six figures, tripling revenue, building multi-million dollar nonprofits, changing lives, impacting the life of your community, providing career options for professionals in your organization, preparing for the long-term legacy of your organization. This is, this is the whole thing. This is what we are about. This is what we're doing. This is why we do what we do. This is why I do this podcast. It used to be called Leadership Conversations because it's about the role of the leader. You who listen to this podcast, you are taking this course it's about the leader setting the tone. When you don't build relationships by not having a, a writing strategy, by not le leveraging the skills of your team, by not following directions, by not following up, you're breaking down relationships and you're making it infinitely harder. You're making it infinitely harder for you and your organization to sustain. You're making it harder for you and your organization to generate revenue. And I've said this on many occasions, and I'll say it again, funders gossip, just like any other group of people. They gossip. And, and when they get to talking, big or small not, or organizations, big and small funders, you they bring up or someone brings up your organization name, and you have broken relationships. You haven't followed up. You haven't followed directions. You don't leverage a team. You produce a crappy product. They mention ABC nonprofit. The eyes start to roll. They start to say, man, I don't know if you should do business with them. Here's why. It's tough. It is tough. And I'm encouraging all of you. If you're looking to figure out how to best the competition on the next grant, I cannot tell you how important it is to honor these five components. It makes a difference. And if you honor them, you'll notice results that you've never noticed before, like actually getting the grant and going on a win streak and providing for your team members and delivering on quality programs for your customers. You can do this. You can. So I encourage you to concede to some of these, if not all of these. If you haven't, it's vital for the longevity of your 
nonprofit, and the programs you're building. This is the Dr. William Clark Podcast. So glad to be with you again for another podcast. I will catch you in the next show. Peace. Have you ever wondered how large nonprofits consistently generate millions of dollars? Have you ever wondered how to write the perfect grant or how to successfully manage a grant or even how to find money beyond grants? Hi, my name is Dr. William Clark. I'm the creator and instructor for Grant Writing 101 Masterclass. This masterclass is over 11 hours of training and it comes with tools, tips, and tricks on how to generate significant money for your nonprofit. Some students have been fortunate enough to build six-figure programs and others have been fortunate enough to triple their fundraising results. Whatever your goals are regarding your fundraising or your grant writing, the Grant Writing 101 Masterclass can help you achieve them. To register your seat, Simply go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com and you'll be taken immediately into our student access portal where you can access all of our trainings. You can take the trainings on demand at your pace at any time. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can even interact with other students and me all online from the comfort of your home or your office. If you want to secure your seat today, go to mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. Again, it's mysixfigurefunding.teachable.com. I'm looking forward to learning with you and growing with you as you achieve the fundraising results you're looking for for your nonprofit.